In this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze, the team goes over the housing crash of April 2020. Yeah, there was one. You just probably missed it. The team also talks about real estate as an investment and how you should approach it from a preparation standpoint so you only encounter limited surprises in the process. Learn about falling in love with the team before the property on this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze. Here's your host, James Bueno. Welcome back, everybody, to another uh, Slow County Real Estate with uh, Mr. Hal Swayze. He's here with us. Mr. Swayze, how are you, sir? Great, James. Always a pleasure to have you with us. Yep. Or am I with you? <laughs> Be here. Be together. Yeah. Yeah, it's Be, always good when we're together. It's all, yeah. Yeah. We're, that's where we're hanging out. Yep. And then the uh, gentleman on the phone sending a text message right now, Mr. Pete, how are you, sir? I'm good. Always working. Wow. Good. Yeah. I'll, I'll always working. Call him out, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 you, he, you must have his div- undivided attention. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, he, was, he was glaring at Jay. I'm, I'm t- I text all the time in the podcast. I, I knew with James talking, I had a, a ninety second window. He, he did. Yeah, it's got to be quick. And then you hear his voice, Mr. Kingman's yeah. with us. How are you, sir? Well, I'm just checking, making sure my phone doesn't. I know. Yeah, while you're yeah, my, mine's on the side. Yeah, James uh, is like eyes on me. Eyes on me. <laughs> it's it's his it's time. volleyball coaching. It's do. his yeah. time to shine. Actually, yeah. that is it. That yeah. is it. It drives me absolutely insane during breaks when they go and check their phones. It happens at all levels. It could be oh, yeah. the poly girls or it could be, you know, 10-year-olds, and they got to go check their cell phones. Or our, or our office meeting, yeah. Or our office meeting, yeah. yeah. I do it, sorry. Yeah. Are, we, are you talking about me during that? No, yeah. you're you're pretty good about not doing it. Yeah. yeah okay. I put my, my house in a Faraday cage, so as soon as I enter the home, there's no cell service at all. Oh, really? Yeah. You actually don't get I cell no service? I do not get cell service. As soon as I can be on the phone talking, I walk through my front door, the call drops. Wow. It's almost like magic. But you're on the hills of AG, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's almost magic. Well, they don't have electricity. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I have to pump my water yeah. every morning and go house, to the well. No electricity. <laughs> that's a real thing. I did not know that. You can make your house sell so you don't have cell service. Uh, no, I didn't make it that way. It's Stop just, it. It, it is an old house made of concrete and steel. And they, oh, you yeah. thought he created that? Oh, house? I thought that was a <laughs> thing you could get. Where do I get this thing? That's <laughs> called prison. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Never mind. That's uh, crazy for your line of work. I'm done. Yeah. never go home. Have you ever had, been in, in a crucial part of a negotiation? And then somebody, and, and, and you're get ready to deliver news, whether it be good or bad, and uh-huh. somebody says to you, hold on, I need to take this call. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah. Does that frustrate you? <laughs> no. If that frustrated me, I'd be dead. <laughs> I look at my watch all the time, and that frustrates people. I'm not looking at the time. People think it's the time, but it's... Texting. Emails and text messages and stuff. You're, that's like, Either way, that's, you're telling them that they're less like important. Well, no. It just it vibrates. Anything else. It vibrates my wrist, so it gets my attention. So I'm looking right now. It's actually saying, time to stand. You're too chubby. So I, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it's it like says. A, yeah, it's, it's very, like it's very a, honest. It's like having a collar on. You got, that's, yeah. it's, it's it is. Your life. It's like that. It does yeah. control my life. Did you call it a watch? <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> Whiskey. Okay. King, King's English. <laughs> yeah. Are we, are we putting off our topic? We are. Exciting? We are. No, it's really... Watch. Watch. Watch this. Watch out. All right. So, uh, Hal, we're going to talk about real estate investing. Yes. We went deep in the archives to pull out some material here, which I I found very useful. So I'm just basically going to be a conduit and share this, right? Let's do it. So, so, you know, I've been in real estate a long time. You know, I know people invest. We invest in our homes and then invest in real estate outside your home. So lots of ways to do that. I think if most people said wow, I can retire because of the house I own or most of my wealth is in my house. What if you had one more? So as we look at real estate, for me personally, it's been one of the best investments I've ever 
had because I've been able to invest in things and it's been the steadiest and the most solid and it's just a great thing. So he talks about the four steps or things when you come to buying real estate and in this case, investing. Number one is the property. People find something, oh my gosh, we love it. It looks great, whatever. Second, he talks about the team. So if you're buying an investment property, a lot of times you need like a property manager, if you're going to do it yourself, maybe a good idea. Do you have a handyman? Do you have like a real estate professional to help you negotiate the transaction? Do you have your financing? Do you need legal help? So that's that's your team, right? So, mm-hmm. so people may get to that. The third thing is what market are you in? If you're investing, you can buy in your town or other towns or other states, you know, and I, I'm not proposing one is better than the other, but he said it's important to know the market. And so it might be the neighborhood if you're just buying your first home. Is it near the schools? Do we like what's happening? Are we near jobs? Are there parks, amenities? Is there a ammunition storage dump being built or been there? You know, things you got to look at where your location is, what market you're in. And then lastly, it's what do you want your real estate to do for you? Primary residence, obviously shelter, um, proximity to school. Maybe I need a place because I have cars and I want to park them. I need some property or horses. You know, maybe I need low maintenance because I don't like to work on my house or I like to be mobile. So what does it do for you in terms of investment property? People look at, am I expecting appreciation, which is what most people get from their home. Cash flow is really big for a lot of investors, right? Mm-hmm. So people buy stocks or bonds or get dividend paying stocks, annuities, those things that'll pay you income. You have social security. Cash flow is important. There are tax advantages we don't talk about much and we won't hear, but there are certainly tax benefits and advantages to owning real estate and then lifestyle benefit. Okay. Is, are we buying in a place we like a neighborhood we like? Am I buying a second home in an area I go to? Am I buying investment property that's maybe near my kids or my family or my parents? So what are all those factors? So here's what he said that I think is the most important lesson to this. And this was under a gentleman named Ken McElroy, who's very good real estate investment kind of advisor, kind of a speaker, that kind of guy. And he was interviewing this gentleman from Alaska. He says, people have it all backwards. Okay. And it's not the property, the team, the market, and then you and what you want. It should be first you and what you want. So what is it you're looking for in your home or your investment? Do I want appreciation because I've got a good job or do I want it to be where I'm going to pay it off or have rents and generate cash flow? And do I have a lot of high taxes that I pay? So I need tax advantages. So look at that first. Second would be look at the market. So as an investor, he goes, here's the example, a small town of 6,000 people may not be a great place versus a burgeoning town where there's a lot of industry going on, job opportunities, you know, a lot of people inflow of population, that sort of thing. And there's lots of inflows and outflows in terms of counties and states. I, I don't know for sure, but Jay, you're really good at this. Do, you, do we have net inflows here? I think this was one of the few counties when the economy was faltering three or four years ago. It's like most of California is seeing outflows, but we were seeing inflows. Do you, yeah, you we keep were, track of these global yeah, things? We were true? seeing an influx of people coming, major, uh, especially from the major metros like San Francisco, yeah. Los Angeles, the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, because, well, especially during the pandemic, where were you supposed to be sheltered? Yeah. In home. And you move to the city because you like the theater and the music and the food and the the lifestyle. Well, when all that stopped, they decided to go somewhere where they could walk on the beach and take a hike on the mountain. Right. And so we did see, but we've always seen people come here. We have have one of the highest underemployment rates in the nation. We got these kids coming here for school. They graduate and then they don't want to leave. Well over 40% of our homes are non-owner occupied. Right. Because we've got so many people that, that live here that um, one can't afford to live to, to buy a home. Um, but rents, gosh, rents are getting to a point now where, you know, we're talking about investing. I mean, heck, why wouldn't you be an investor here? Because the rents are, there's more than 
some mortgages, a lot of mortgages. Yeah. Rents are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a renter, yeah. absolutely. Yes, yeah. But, but if you're an investor, what a great opportunity. You yeah. almost, you know, we look at, you know, um, capitalization rates, cap rates. People talk a lot about cap rates when you're looking at properties. Gross rent multipliers is another tool you can use to value property. But um, the cap rates here um, are relatively low because the values are so high. Yes. Um, and um, to your point, like, you know, a lot of people are looking, what are you looking for? You get appreciation, which is pay me later, and then you get cash flow, which is pay me now. Right. And, you know, a great investor is looking for a little of both. Um, but if you look at the a true investor, you, a true investor looks at the internal rate of return or the IRR, which is what did I get in cash flow, positive and negative, or the life of my hold, and what did I get in appreciation at the time of sale? So you never really know the internal rate of return until you sell. But um, you know, appreciation oftentimes far outweighs the cash flows. So whether we have inflows or outflows, but mostly inflows, if you look at the, the, the history of real estate here between appreciation and increasing rents, both have been upward. So that's number two on his list. Hey, your team, super important, right? If you're going to invest somewhere, you need to find a good manager. If you're going out of your area, you need to have a good lending source. You know, how do you get your financing? You may need some legal advice, um, obviously a real estate agent to help you guide all those things. And then the last thing after all those things, then you go look at the property or identify <laughs> yeah. within with those constraints around mm -hmm. it. Sure. So I just thought that was really, really fascinating in terms of the approach. Cause it's usually like, Oh, I just drove by a car dealership and I saw a pretty car. I'm going to buy it. You know, now it's a two seater and I've got a family of seven. <laughs> Oops. You know, so, so I, I think it made a lot of sense and, and that's why yeah. I thought I'd bring it up today and yep. be, be careful with this question. Hal. yes. What about a property management company? Meaning is that something that you should investigate if you're going to, um, so for a first time investor, it's tricky because when you buy maybe that first property and you're making $50 a month after everything, and then you're paying a manager, let's say, 10% on $2,000. That's $200 a month. Now you're in negative 150. Ugh. Tendency would be, I'll do it myself. Now, some people know themselves well enough. And, hey, I'm there every day. I'm good at checking people's references before I put them in my building. I'm going to go check on things. I'm going to go mow the lawn or get it mowed. And I'm going to make sure it's all painted in good condition. A property manager is an investment. And you may not be able to afford it but the downside is a little bit risky. Right. It's kind of like, not as bad, but kind of like selling your house on your own. You know, there's definitely a cost to hire a real estate broker, but the benefit between the price you get, the quality of the buyer, the time, that sort of thing, almost always makes up for it. I'm, I'm a fan of management. Now, I have a management company, right. and because I have that company, California law keeps me from managing my properties through the company. Your, your personal property. My personal property. Right. Can't do that. So I have managers, except on one. Here's what the managed properties do. They generate much more cash flow. The ones that I manage, we haven't raised rents in a long time. Because I know the people. Yeah. Right? So it becomes mm -hmm. a personal thing versus a business right. transaction. Okay. Right. Good, bad, and different. That's just the way it is. I would say if you're looking to invest in real estate, just factor in a manager. And if right. you want to be that person and try to save that, you know, eight, ten percent, whatever it turns out to be. Um, look at a manager. Really good question. Maybe to start, start if you're just going to do one, do it yourself. Or a mentor. Hello. You know, just help somebody manage their property and see if you even want to do it. Yeah. 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 Don't buy your property and go, oh, I'm going to try to be a manager. There was a movie that came out in the 80s with Michael Keaton in it called um, Pacific Heights. If you're thinking uh, oh. about managing a property yourself, watch that movie first. <laughs> I think I remember some gruesomeness. Well, I think yeah. I know. Watch that movie. Yeah. yeah. It, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll put you on point. 
Pacific yeah. Heights or Nights Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Nightmare on Pacific Street. There was another one not recently not too long ago with Drew Barrymore in it. The same kind of story. Same Pacific Heights type I, story. I don't watch scary movies. Oh. Just remember. Was, I said, these are scary movies because <laughs> yeah. they involve real estate. Yeah, right. Bad tenants <laughs> yeah. and horrible situations. Ah! <laughs> I think the biggest, one of the biggest values they bring is screening tenants. My sister, I bought a house in Portland and I helped her get started till her, my, she's my half sister, till her real father said he can help with that. So I got her into the house. They got a low mortgage. They paid, I don't know, 220 for the house. And now it's worth like 400. And this was four or five years ago. I don't know what yes. it was. And, and I go, Roberta, I mean, and they, they live like month to month. And I said, boy, what if you would have bought another house at that same time? They could have made it happen. They could have bought a second house and their net worth would have doubled. But she was like, ah, oh, tense, you know? So that is the biggest misnomer that people don't understand. It's like being an employer, ah, oh, employee. Yeah. You know, you just have to know or know someone who knows how to screen the people you're entering a business relationship in, right. in this case, um, a property owner, a, a provider of housing, which is called now, uh, not a landlord, provider of housing and the occupant. And I always say I can never be a landlord and screen tenants because everybody I meet, I think, oh, they're great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So, I mean, how yeah. many people just in everyday life do you, you I think, just, oh, yeah, that person's good. Oh, yeah, no, I just have a positive outfit. <laughs> you know, it's like, great. You know, it has a double-edged sword versus the very cautious person that's not as fun to go to a party with but is a better landlord right. because they're, show me this, prove that, I want to see this, tell me this, you know, check in everything. So it's, there's, that's a skill set. Those four things are interesting. I'm going to add, add one more point he brought up. This gentleman, okay, who's a successful investor, I believe, who was a guest on this show, the tagline that got my attention, why there's 100% certainty of a market crash. He says there's 100% certainty of a market crash in this era because it's already occurred. Said it happened, the market crash in April 2020, more than three years ago. It was a housing supply crash, okay? People stopped building. People didn't put their homes on the market. And not a crash. Uh, it's not a price crash, which is what people are expecting. We talk about this uh, a lot here. This supply crash hedges against a price crash. So he said back in 2016, we typically have around 1.5 million homes for sale nationwide. 1.5, 1.6 million homes. It plummeted in April 2020, COVID, right, to 600,000. So 1.6 down to 600,000 units. And it still really hasn't rebounded. So it's continued to fall, uh, and that's why it's been uh, buoyed our prices here, and it's really nationwide. Cost of construction, the cost of renting, the limited supply, because so many people have good mortgage rates, is keeping the supply down. So he called it, we've already had our crash, which is the lack of supply. When you keep asking me about prices, that, that's the overriding factor that buoys prices up. And I don't know how low the demand has to go for it to start to affect prices or the supply to go up. You know what's interesting? Um, I was looking at some statistics yesterday that um, nationwide, every single year um, for the past 15 years, they've been tracking the online inquiries. July is peaked. So the consumer is online looking for real estate. Oh, oh, right now. Yeah, more in nationwide July. Nationwide online Every increase. year it peaks in July. Oh, okay. So seasonally, and this year is not different. Not much. different than any other year. July is the peak year. Okay. Yeah. Peak it, month for inquiries. Yeah, kind of an interesting. Huh. Well, yeah. Is that because people are at home with their families? Yeah, the kids, kids are out of school. They're, some are settled in. They've realized, okay, before the kids go back, maybe we're oh. going to buy. You know, I, there's probably a lot of reasons, but um, it's just a, a number that's been tracked hmm. for you know, yeah. the past summer vacation, more Netflix subscriptions. <laughs> too. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, really, who knows what it means? Well, before the podcast, we we're just looking at our website stats. We're almost at twenty thousand views. 
20,000 20, 20, visits, sorry, for visits. our webpage. Yeah, unique well, I visits. visit probably once a week. Yeah, it's unique, so it's, it's well, I think, individual. I think yeah. Jay brought it up. In, in, because of the pandemic, real estate, all of a sudden, it, it, it went from being a, just you know either an investment or a place to live to being a necessity because we all realize the importance of our homes and probably fixing your cost and not being enslaved to, you know, whatever, uh, what did you call What is the proper term? It can't be called landlord anymore. Oh, uh, provider of housing. <laughs> provider yeah. housing. I, you're, sure. <laughs> your provider of housing yeah, yeah. can, can do, you know, to you for, uh, you know, being in a house. I mean, it, it became all of a sudden important and it is remained a hot button topic the entirety of it, you know, it didn't go away because the pandemics, you know, kind of faded off into the oblivion. It, it, it's still, everybody realized the importance of a home as an investment and a place to live. Absolutely. Yeah. And, well, and, and the online shopping that, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. we, people used to find real estate in the newspaper. Yeah. Now it's just, why would you, I mean, it's, it's instantaneous and fast. You got more detail yeah. and shopping online. You know, I've never been a big online shopper, but you know, like, Travel, boy, you see pictures of everything. I mean, you learn so much about a place in in twenty clicks or whatever on your thing. So, I, I mean, it's just the number of eyes that see things is is wild, and it's everywhere. This isn't a knock, but North County they're still doing a, a magazine for for home listings. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, I yeah. can't imagine that well, being super effective. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's it's like newspaper subscriptions are probably not doing yeah. as good yeah. as they used right. to. Yeah. You know, you never, you never read the Paso Robles magazine? It's fascinating. I, I'm not talking about just the the real estate uh, magazine. Uh, you you must live in North County. Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm defending yeah. my 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 right. publication. So there's good and, writing. And, and what's your defense? Yeah. Let's talk about your defense. My defense. Yes. Is you know we we live a uh, more traditional lifestyle. <laughs> and North, you know, we pick up a we pick up a magazine, open it up from time to time. Oh. That's awesome. Enjoy. But that's because you know how to read. Good it's for you. Relaxing. Yeah. Exactly. It's very yeah. relaxing. Yeah. It's very yeah. slow of you. Good job. <laughs> yeah. You know, we yeah. started talking about um, investments, and it, I think it's. It's important to note that I, there are in, in real estate there are a couple of different there are multiple categories of investment in sure. real estate uh, your primary residence where you live where you shelter and uh, you know when you need it from the night and the cold and the rain it's passive investment it's a pers- property that you buy that provides you income you know it, although people don't you know, I don't think real estate is actually categorized as a passive investment but it if you have a property management and a team in place, it absolutely can be. Right. And it's the only investment that I'm aware of where you can leverage 70% of the, the purchase price. Yeah. I, I can't buy um, stock. I can't even I can't buy mutual funds on margin like that. And the margin's super small, and they have the right to call that margin at any given time. And if you buy an investment you know, at 70% loan to value, you only have to come up with 30% of the down payment, but you get 100% of the rents. Yeah, there's a mortgage to, to take care of, but you're getting appreciation on 100% of that purchase price. So you're getting appreciation on the 70% that you didn't have to front the cash for. Right. I mean, wow, what a, what a way to what a way to go. I, I think that's a solid way to invest. And I think for a lot of people, that's the barrier to entry. It's like, okay, where's that 30% coming from? I, I don't really like to qualify your home as an investment, but it becomes one because at the end of most people's working lives, and you've got, you know, especially if you live in California, yeah. boy, that's like, our biggest nest egg is in this house that provides shelter and it's got paid yeah. for and you know um and i got to deduct my interest on my mortgage while i was paying it, it it's pretty impressive yeah right and if you're and not it's just paying like, if what you know and like i look at my folks it's like oh i wish i would have kept that one house here or one house that you know just stretched and you know borrowed a little bit more and worked a little bit harder and then i would have had two 
that doubling virtually most people's net worth. Well, that's kind of a mind blow to think about that. Mm -hmm. Like just owning a second house will double your net worth. If your majority of your assets and majority of your net Short worth of is it, in your house. For this country. Yeah. yeah. Most of our, our, our net wealth in our home. So, yeah. Wow. Does anybody uh, have anything else they'd like to share? Um, no, just, uh, thanks to our viewers. Thanks. Uh, you have uh, L listeners, I'm, listeners. Yeah. Oh, they're not viewing. They, luckily right they can't. See I it. feel like I'm being viewed. They get to see that new picture <laughs> of you guys. Yeah, it is. That's that's new, a, you, you made a new graphic. A photo. And everybody's included in that. Picture. I know. Not I just, put oh, the team. not just uh, how yeah, you gotta have the team anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's all of us. Not just yeah. how it's, uh, my massive ego. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Jade, you see you're on the new, Oh, right. Look at that. We're so snazzy. That's impressive. So now I, I don't. Wait, I, I, wait, my biggest thing, somebody. We are. Oh, that's fine. I couldn't. I couldn't find a picture what? of Jeff. That's the engineer. That's uh, he is yeah. the engineer. He's yeah, the, yeah. I'm, he's I'm, in the background somewhere. I'm behind the microphone inside the house. <laughs> he, he's inside uh, that house in the window. Uh, uh, yeah. My question for you is: How did you get JT out of the uh, Hawaiian that's an shirt? Old picture. I, I, that's what I thought. I thought he looked a little younger. <laughs> yeah, that's an old picture. He said the same thing. He's like, he, he questioned me. Where'd you find that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's probably that's when he first got here. Yeah, assuming. I love it. Thank you so much, everybody that listens. Uh, to our podcast, uh, we always take questions and topic suggestions. Email Hal, uh, Hal at TeamSwayze.com or myself, James, at TeamSwayze.com. You can give uh, Hal a call, uh, 805-713-750. And uh, thank you again. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hal Swayze Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on HouseSwayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HouseSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. Kislow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.